just a bloke in a bar. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another DMP. Look, it's a DMP, but it's a different kind of DMP. Uh, some would say a more professional. Uh, some would say a better looking. Uh, that's debatable from my end anyway. Uh, but I've got the great... Sir Scopius from The Levels podcast, how you going, brother? Yeah, it's, uh, it's getting very dirty. It's getting very murky in here, I'd say, with me being in here. But, yeah, the boys are away. I'm free. I'm kicking the feet up. Normally, this is a golf day for me, Kempi, but I'll do anything for you, brother. Let's get in here and uh, let's merge oh. what would have been Hello Sports with a little bit of Levels Network, eh? Yeah, I like it. I like it. It's one of the great mergers all time. <laughs> one of the great mergers. Three clubs have come together now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, now... Uh, speaking of uh, Hello Sport, Tom and Eddie, Eddie and Tom, very convenient that Manly win their first wooden spoon and they're not here. Very convenient. Manly win their first wooden spoon. And that's why it gives me great pleasure for this podcast to be brought to you by Good Day. Manly's wooden spoon brought to you by Good Day Multivitamins. That's right. You can carry with anywhere, blah, 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 all that good stuff. Actually, I actually ran out of mine uh Yesterday, so I ordered some more on the uh, interwebs. Really easy, really seamless. But what brings me even more pleasure is to have a former Manly, manly great here <laughs> to talk about their first ever wooden spoon, the preseason challenge. Yeah, look, um, you know, we're always trying to, I guess sometimes I'm, I feel like now I'm going to be speaking on behalf of the boys and I've got to throw <laughs> that even harder Manly 13 plus rhetoric at you. But uh we won it last year and it didn't serve us well. So we thought we'll try something different this okay. year. The boys are away. Yep. Um, jokes aside, uh, it's, you know, like this time of the year, it's all about the could be anything's more yeah. than anything, right? Yeah. It's uh, trying to unearth some young kids that yep. might be a part of the plans uh, moving forward. But on our first trial in particular, I thought they were really impressive. Mm. The, um, the game against South Sydney... Uh, with Brooksy starting on the left. Yep. I thought, you know, obviously Burbo's now worked himself into a spot because of what's happened to Josh Schuster. But um, I'm not worried. I'm actually very... I'm, 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 op, I'm very... This probably... I always feel like I'm optimistic about Manly every year, yeah. but now I sort of want to have controlled optimism towards okay. it. Uh, I, w I want them to sneak up on, on a few teams a this year. A bit of an ambush. A little bit of an ambush. Okay. Yeah, it's worked for you in the past with the Broncos. You've, you've adopted the ambush well, before. Well, if you say ambush every single year, eventually the ambush Yeah, will. you've got to ambush someone eventually. <laughs> and also the worse you go, the more you can say that's part of the ambush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> so we're fair. going so bad, it's the least that the last time you expect us to bounce out and win a premiership. Yeah. That's that's what happens in ambush. I, um, in particular, I'm, I'm really pumped. I've got no relationship with him at all. Mm. I, I'm really excited to see what Luke Brooks tosses up this year. Yeah, I, uh, I send the podcast, Coop's... Uh, Cooper and Maddie had their first episode. Shout out, shout, shout out. out to um, backstage baby, the Subscribe. backstage, the boys. Um, and you don't really see much from from mm. Luke. Yeah. He very rarely, <laughs> and understandably, I've been asking him for ten years to yeah. body brush me. No, I'm but, joking. That's, that doesn't happen. It's, it's, it's understandable, yeah, like because yeah. they've gone through such a tough time, yep. uh, and he's always been at the forefront of you know copping a lot of blame. When a lot of us who who understand rugby league, or even if you're uh, your average fan, you could see. You know, it's not completely been Luke Brooks's fault what's mm. happened at the Tigers for the last 10 years. So I'm really excited to see how he, he yeah. goes in particular. Um, I'm excited for, the, for round zero for mm. Vegas and the teams and, and how the, the, you know, a lot of chat around the dimensions of the field. I think that's going to be the teams that adapt to that uh, as quickly as possible will, will serve them well. But 
It's good. Footy's back, Kempi. Oh, We're back, so baby. Good. It's so good. But I just want to make it really clear. Manly's first wooden spoon brought to you <laughs> by Good Day. With all that being yeah. said, their first wooden spoon is literally sponsored by Hello Sport Good Day. Thank you. Uh, also, CBA, could be anything shirts. Still available, baby. We've got like only one size left in the black shirt. And then we've got, we've sold out a three or four sizes in the red shirt. They are available at bloke.shop. Uh, we will never ever do this design again for the could be anythings. And we've also got the red hat. So jump on bloke.shop, grab some. Also grab a case of bloke beer. It is the beer of rugby league. As I always say, a lot of beers talk about love and rugby league, but they don't actually live and breathe it the way bloke beer does. A beer for blokes to turn up for family, good uh, family, mates, and good times. Uh, now, uh, also thank you to everyone that's done a survey. Don't forget. In the link, show notes, there'll be a survey. It really helps the podcast. We've got some really, really uh, interesting answers, honestly, some things we didn't even think about. Uh, you have a chance. We're giving away eight $100. You know what? I'm doing 10. I'm 10. I'm going to 10, Scope. 10 of the best, baby. 10 $100. That's $1,000. <laughs> That's a 10 times 100 is 1,000. What were you thinking of eight to begin with? I don't know. I, like, I know, I know. I'm going to you've 10. raised the bar. I'm raising the bar. Yeah. I'm doing 10 $100. <laughs> vouchers you have a chance all you do it takes five minutes to do the survey it really helps the the show the podcast the bloke everything you get a chance to win a hundred dollars um voucher now nrl uh, starts in three days Whew. good to say that good to say that manly v the rabbits actually first of all levels podcast how's mm. it going brother good good we just got back into it um we don't slave away as much as you boys do. We do a couple of days a week. You boys are grinding and uh, mad respect to that. <laughs> Me and Maddie were talking about it just before the seven, seven and a half hours of doom. Well, uh, look, six hours, 52 minutes. It's okay. Um, oh, sorry. And then, and then someone tried to copy us yeah. and allegedly did seven hours and 10 minutes, but I was a part of that also. So I did so, that. Yeah. And, and obviously I, I was a part of that as well. We missed each other. We both other. broke the record. We all did. Yeah, we're all part of the record exactly. actually. Exactly. We're record breakers. Um, <laughs> But yeah, mate, it's good. We, I love doing it. Um, me and Mace got through the first year relatively unscathed. Oh, how's it like wrangling <laughs> the big dog? It's good. I, look, we've, we've got a pretty good relationship that goes back a while now. Um, I understand what makes him tick. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I always say this to, you know, a lot of people, I only just got this recently the other day. I think I was, when I was down at Husky, someone, I was down at the pub and someone was asking me about Mace and, um, it sort of sounds condescending for me to speak about it on his behalf, but like a lot of people always speak, and and we talk about this all the time, that I didn't realise Mace was so in tune with the game or mm. spoke so articulately because he's perceived to be this tearaway front rower yep. through the party ages of the Bulldogs, mm. went to a couple of careers, big personality, but he loves his footy, mate. Mm. He loves his footy, so it's, uh, I love doing it with him. Uh, we've got our little mate, Lukey at the back grinding away with us as well and, and getting it all going. So good first year, some stuff to build on, a few lessons. Mm. Uh, but, um, you know, like as you'd know, we, you know, we've caught up with each other heaps uh, over the, you know, the last 12 months in particular and I've bounced some stuff off you as well. But uh, pretty happy with where it's at and, so and just good, came for some more footy and some more content and doing mm. some more cool shit. What I, what I like about it from a, you know, a podcasting zeitgeist, it's so different to bloke. You know, a lot of people, people that say like, oh, there's so many podcasts out there. There isn't really, if you're being honest. I always say this to when people go, oh, I was thinking about starting a podcast, but everyone reckons there's too many. I'm like, imagine a person that's about to create a TV show walking up and going, oh, there's too many TV shows. Mm. All right, Game of Thrones doesn't exist. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah, what, yeah, what are you yeah. talking about? TV's been around for like, what, 50, 60 years. Podcasting is, oh, it's not even mainstream yet. 
but let's say it's been mainstream for five years. Yeah. Um, and so what I like about Bloke and Levels and even HSP and the Roo and Timmy, but especially Bloke and Levels, they're so different. Yeah. Uh, usually very different opinions too. So you, there may be a lot of stuff you disagree with Bloke or the vibe of the show of Bloke. You can go get that at Levels Podcast. Yeah. It's a different vibe. It's going to have different opinions. So I, that's what I like about uh, the Levels Podcast. It isn't necessarily just a you know, a cut and copy of things that have come before, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, so go subscribe, guys. Go subscribe. Like and subscribe. Uh, were you going to say anything, Maddie, or are you just leaning towards we had, that mic? Uh, I had a comment. No, Sorry, no. Maddie, just quickly. I had a comment from, because <coughs> I told all our uh, Levels listeners that I was going to be doing the show. Yeah. And the top comment with the most likes is, I bounce back and forth from bloke and, and Levels. Oh, Basically on a Monday. So yeah. that's the beauty of it. I, I, by round as well with Jimmy Graham. Yes, I did, by round. I, I spoke, spoke to Jammer about it. I did the uh, interview with him last year. And I think the... The thing, the beauty of what we're all doing right now is we've all got pretty unique takes. Mm. We're all different, come from, you know, different backgrounds, yep. different level of play. Um, even with me and Mace, that's why we, I think our chemistry is really good because mm. I can give the perspective of the battler, yep. uh, the guy that had to work every year for a position and Mace was a top tier player. So that works for us. But it's it's what I said to Jammer halfway through last year when I did the podcast with him and I love Jammer's podcast. I love yours. I love the boys. I love obviously HSP and all that. But um, if you just worry about doing the podcast to your best of your ability mm. and you can be a fan of other podcasts or you can, you know, know that other TV shows, podcasts are always going to be there. But if you just do uh, your job the best you can, the, the rest will take care of itself. Yeah, and sure. it doesn't have to be competitive and no. there's enough – time in a day oh, on the mate. way home from work uh sitting at home maybe trying to put the bub down where you can chuck the captions on and listen or or, yep. or what, what it may be and and consume multiple forms of content because i do it in rugby league and i do it in the nfl as well because i yep. love my nfl i yep. love nfl nba and i've got about three to four core podcasts or or shows that i mm. watch as well same as what i hope the listeners do for for us mm. similar to myself i uh I'm known as Mr. Cricket, uh, so very, very deep into my cricketing <laughs> yeah, game. Yeah. Uh, also known as Mr. Festival. Uh, <laughs> recently joined the hard, the hard style community. So yeah. shout out my hard style listeners. I know you've been embraced me with open arms. Seriously, you guys are you guys having a good time all the time? If you know what I mean, because uh, you're very happy people. Uh, but we've got some big news, and that big news is rugby league. It mm. is back mm. this weekend. Manly v Rabbitohs. We'll, we'll talk about that first. Tom, let's. I'll name the side guys. In number one, Tom Dubrovic. <laughs> no, I'm um, sorry. Uh, Tom Dubrovic at number one. At two, Jason Saab. Three, Cooler. Four, Garrick. Paolo at five. Brooks, the DCE. The Paseca at eight. Croker at nine. Aloya at ten. Olakawatu at 11. Ooh, scary boy. 12, Ben Trevojevic. Love that. 13, if you didn't get enough Trevojevic, there's another one. Jake Trevojevic. <laughs> 14, Carl Lawton. 15, Waddell. 16, Bullymore. And 17, the big fella is back, ready to rumble, Nathan Brown. Yeah, shout out to Nathan Brown, eh? Shout out. Shout out. Uh, what are your first reactions to that squad? All right, so the, a couple of the reasons I'm excited about the Bird Gang uh, on the Northern Beaches. I love the development of a couple of players that have been rewarded too with some big contracts uh, during the period that Tom's missed a lot of footy. Yep. So when I was sort of breaking down Manly and looking at them, um, you look at what... They've sort of been knocking on the door the last couple of years and mm. obviously the team relies on turbo mm. and the, t the team will only go as far as your star player for any team so whether it's latrell whether it's turbo whether it's Callum Ponga. is turbo pouting in that photo because those are some big juicy lips baby has he had a bit of botox 
Is that Botox? They are. They are full. Because the one thing I hear about Botox, and I'm not a Botox guy myself, but they look shiny. <laughs> they look shiny, yes. Damn. He's kind of looking handsome, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he's, always, he's always been juicy. Bit of a Clooney. He's always been juicy. Sorry, I just had to Speaking ask Speaking of question. Clooney, he's got the, the silver fox <laughs> on the side as well. So, um, Yeah, I guess with what the players or what the squads had to endure with him not being there over the last couple of years, you've seen the emergence in particular of I'd say probably two guys mm. that I really love is Homoli Alakawatu. Yep. I think he's a star. I really thought he should have been a part of the Origin squad last year. Mm. He would have given some real X factor off the bench. And he's still figuring probably not as um, at advanced or, or into his progression as Homoli, but I love Tolu Kola. Yeah, I sure. think Tolu Kola um, can be a real, you know, like – I think he's 21, mm. 22, Super sort of young. hit the scene. He's got um, so much things I love about his game and attack, but even defensively, because he looked really good when he went back and played a bit of fullback last yep. year. But I love the way he's so raw and he made some bad decisions defensively early on in his career, but he's so fast he can make up for it. Yeah. So he's the sort of player that wedges <coughs> in, but can somehow, you know, go head towards the lead runner, make the mistake and still catch the fullback at the back. So... Yep. Those two guys and Brooks are probably the standout for me. I think with a fully fit Tommy Turbo, we could be seeing the best. Homoli on the right, and, I, and my male is Cole is going to be on the left. Because we haven't really seen that much of a top-tier Olakawatu and Trevojevic partnership. No, we haven't. Because um, the year that Tommy had his year, I think he had just come into first grade, Olakawatu. Yep, he was, and he wasn't playing big minutes. Mm. He was, you know, like one, one thing that sort of let him down at the back end of games, he, he became a bit of a liability yeah. at the back end of halves because he was so gassed. He's a genuine 80-minute player now. Like, yeah. I think he averaged 65 minutes last year. Um, and for a long period, uh, I, I think for a long period of the year, he was playing 80 minutes for most games. So he's, he's a genuine 80-minute player if required now. Uh, and I thought Tolu Kola, specifically at the back end of the season when he got moved to fullback, would just give him the world of confidence and a lot of you know solid play in and around that. And you know I expect I've got high expectations of me mate the skipper, but those two, uh, Olakwatu and Kola, I'm really looking forward to. Yeah, yeah. Olakwatu's first full year was 2021, so Tommy's year. So yep. Tommy's year. So he hadn't really He's learned just a kid. that yeah partnership, and yep. also he played a bit of basketball too, so he would have been learning not learning the game, but getting used to the game uh, in his first year. The interesting thing about Cola that um, I don't think it gets spoken about enough, sometimes when these boom youngsters come in with this like one asset that a lot of people talk about, like for example, if you're Payne House, you come into first grade, everyone's talking about your size and your motor. Um, with Cola, because he come in as one of the fastest we've ever seen and he didn't immediately explode onto the scene, people go, oh, okay, well maybe he's not as good as we've hyped him up for, hyped him up like, prior to his debut. But what I really like about Cooler's development over the last few years is he has slowly built things on his game where if you took away the speed, he would still probably be an NRL standard player. Mm. I mean, not if you took it all the way, but if you took away that the top end kind of speed. And how many rookies do we see come in and they've got either speed, size or whatever, and they get to their second, third year, and they haven't really added much to their game. And by their second or third year, they're figured out that, you know, people double team them or, uh, you know, in defense, people sit a little bit wider so they can't get in with speed. Whereas Kohler, he's each year, 
he's almost gone under the radar with how much he's developed as a player. Yep. Uh, and so I'm really excited to see as he builds his game out what he can become because once you build that foundation – that actually creates more opportunities for you to use your one big asset, which is your speed. Yep. So we're actually going to probably see more moments, big moments from him. Because honestly, for me personally, I actually think he's been had bigger defensive plays in the last 12 months than attacking players. Some of his defensive plays yeah, for me are, are fantastic. Some of his tackle uh, defense uh, technique is also fantastic. Um, so yeah, I'm, I agree with you, mate. I'm really excited about Kula. Ola Kawatu for him, it's just about, mate, there's a new coach that's openly said as in, sorry, see, I'm talking about Origin. There's a new Origin coach that has openly said, fresh slate. Outside of probably Cleary, clean slate. It's like, mate, if you ever wanted to, because if you don't, if you don't put the best, let's say he stays injury free. If you don't put the best foot forward this year, someone else will, and getting that Blues jersey is going to be way harder than what it's going to be getting it this year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're right. It's a really competitive position too, back row. It's Heaps. so interchangeable. Like if you think about over the years. Angus Crichton uh, is not even in the 17 for the yeah, Roosters. That's crazy. And that's he's, crazy. he was like one of, their, one of or, uh, the Blues' best for at least two to three years on the edge there. If you can think of like, I'm just thinking about one player that probably Boydie Cordner. Is the only yeah. Wade Graham, even as good as Wade Graham was, was sort of in and out, yep. played bench, played, yep. and he was elite at club level for a long time. So it's a very highly contested position. You've got uh, Keon. I actually think uh, in the squad, not on the team, but I actually think Ben Travojevic is a smoky for the squad because I think he's in. He's he's had long enough to b develop now. He's looking in real good nick. Um, you've got so you've got Keon. You've got Cam Murray might have to play there if Isaiah Yo plays thirteen. Uh, obviously Liam Martin. Um, I mean, there are a bunch of back rowers. Who else was there? Then you've got um, you've got Satili. I'm assuming he could play for New South Wales. Yep. You've got Wong. I'm assuming could. See Wong, yeah. Um, you've got even he's uh, got plenty of allegiances too by See Wong. He oh, countries, let alone state. He could he could be available for both states. He could be the only player that's available for both states. He can represent five different countries. Really? Have you seen it? Because so he's got it? he's got um. I believe he's got a Chinese background. He played for Fiji already. Meet him in Tonga. Tonga, yeah, there you go. Uh, Tonga, um, New Zealand. Wow. Potentially, did he grow up in New Zealand? We're gonna. Well, people will let us know in the Matt, comments. Matty, 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 did he? Uh, I'm looking at Tupano at the moment. It is tough to say if he's New because he grew up in New Zealand, but he did come over at some point. It doesn't specifically say though. I would reading this, I'd probably lean towards not eligible. Not eligible. Okay, mm -hmm. but, I'll, but I'll keep digging. Okay. Um, you even got Nat Butcher. I know he's on the bench at the moment for the Roosters, but mm. I thought he was he was their best player, one of their best players outside. I like the maybe. Butcher Bros. Yeah. Um Leilua, if he kills it at the Dragons, um, he's another guy that on the edge there. I mean, there are so many good edge, edge back riders. I know we're forgetting like one name that yes. should be standing out to us that we're Sorensen could also be a schmokey yeah. New South Wales um, edge back row. But you're right, I I feel like there's a name that we're forgetting. Sewer obviously is a Queenslander. Um Probably he is a Kiwi. Maybe Maddie can look at the squads for yeah. the last. Look at the of years. Cause, yeah, because Cam Murray throws it out because he ends up playing edge back row. Oh, Kawatu. Have a look at the uh, Tyson Frizzell. Tyson Frizzell. There you go. Tyson Frizzell. I knew there was a name that's been around that was yep. sort of was escaping us. Um, but yeah, on just before we move off, I guess Manly. Um, and the big one is Brooks. Are you excited for Brooksy? As Massively much as I am? excited. Like, like look. I will openly admit I do feel there were years where he should have shown more commitment. But I also do believe most of his time at the Tigers, 
the form the club was in was not his fault. Yeah. So probably one or two years where I think he, I felt, uh, I felt he looked disinterested. But then you have to ask the question: Is that because the environment was so bad, so toxic? And and people like to say, "Oh, you're getting paid a million bucks." I, I get it. Like, mm. yes, he got paid a, a big wicket. But it doesn't matter what job you're in. If the environment is bad, you are not going to be happy. Hundred percent. It it and whether your pay packet is, there are people on fifty grand, sixty grand a year that were probably happier than some rugby league players on a big wicket each day. You know why? Because they went into work and they loved being there. They had a good environment. Um, and I'm not trying to sit here and say, oh, woe is me as a footy player. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying it is human nature. If the environment isn't good, eventually it's going to get to you. Straining. Um, what do you got there, mate? Oh, just a couple of names going through. Uh, Hudson Young's another one. Oh, oh Hudson Young. Young. Hudson Young. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. People uh, would have been screaming that like out got, watching it before we got that. Yeah. yeah. You got people like Ryan Madison. Um, he wasn't in the squad last year. I'm just looking through the whole NRL. Even Sean Lane could be a smoky. Sean Lane, yeah, yeah. yep, yep. Cartwright, could that be the Cinderella story? Mm. That'd be good for Bryce. He played so good I'd be good happy for Bryce. Um, so, yeah, so like- yeah, plenty of names. Plenty yeah, of names. Very high, highly contested spot. And I, I think the main people he's competing with are Keon and uh, Hudson Young. Because yep. they're all relatively young. So if they get that jersey, going to be hard to. Um, but the thing is, okay, this is what I didn't get last year with the Blues. And sorry, we're already talking about origin, guys. <laughs> this is what I didn't get. If you were going to take a risk on Tavita Pangai Jr., take a risk on Olakawatu first mm. last year. Yep. Like, if I'm going to have a risk on one player, it's going to be the guy that has been playing really good footy for a pretty long period of time. Yes, sometimes he has a quiet game. Are you telling me Olakawatu in the middle for 20 minutes isn't fucking scary? As f if I'm a Queenslander, I'd rather – that's one That's one thing I wouldn't want to defend against is a Olakawatu that only has to go for 20 minutes. 100%. Um, uh, so like, he's a guy that can play big minutes on the edge – but you're right, like looking at the substitutions in particular that Freddie made last year with it where I think Stefano played 15 to 20 minutes, Tevita only played, you know, around the same, like 25 yeah. to 30. A would have been able to knock you out. Easy. That, that amount of minutes in the middle and then potentially give you flexibility out wide. Yeah. Uh, and like he's even a guy like similar to David Fafita. Yeah, you don't want to put him out there, mm. but if he was even in defending in the centres – like what center is going to want to going to run at him? No, nah, no way. You know, like especially if it's close to the line. You know, what? the shape where they're like, you know, run a run a block shape yeah. inside a molly and center. We're like, nah, bro, no, that ain't you. it. Early yeah. ball. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I want early ball. I'm not yeah. running no line inside his. You know, so um, yeah, yeah. There's a there's a couple of names. It's an exciting game. Souths are equally as intriguing. Mm. I will say that the one question I have about the um, the manly side is probably around the forward pack and its depth couple of injuries and i just don't know how they're going to compete for a whole seat like if they keep this one to 17 if yep. they keep sorry their best one to 17 on the field i mean their best one to 17 you could even consider putting nathan brown at 13 jake travoyevich and Paseka to start bring and then bring alloy and lodge off the bench and mm. that's a pretty bloody good you know forward rotation yep but i that's the one concern i have is is that when they start getting injuries you know, mid-year, towards the end of the year, are they going to have the depth to keep up with your top-tier sides at the moment? Now, you can make up with that with guys like Tom Drojevic, DCE, yep. uh, Brooksy. Um, so, yeah, really, really interesting. You've, you've seen teams, like, as we'll go through and what we speak about, we'll compare our top eights. I've got Manly at eighth because of that reason. Yep. When, when I look at my top four teams, I want to be 25 deep. Yep. I want to have a solid 17. I want to have three locks for the positions that might become available in the middle halves and in the outside backs so like 20 to 21 yeah 
And then you want a couple of young kids, a couple of could be anythings mm. that are just knocking on the door, that need an opportunity, that might play around Origin, that might play in the mid part of the year, that can uh, can kick on and potentially steal a spot for someone halfway yeah. through the year. Those are the sort of squad you're looking at. Yep. Uh, Manly, if Tondravojevic is fit, definitely one of the biggest dark horses in the competition. Easily. Like, probably the biggest dark horse. Okay, now, the Rabbitoh side. Big Trelly Mitt at the back. Alex Johnston, Isaiah Tass, Richie Kenner, Jacob Gagai, Cody Walker, Ilias, Totola, Cook, Kepi. Ooh, it's a reunion, baby. Uh, Kolomatongi, Arrow, Murray, Havili at 14, Host at 15, Moali, 16, 17, Tommy Burgess, Talis Duncan, 18th man, which I love to see. Uh, obviously, they're missing. It's crazy how strong that side still is, missing yeah. all the players they're like, yeah. missing. Uh, I've got – I picked Rabbitohs initially, but I'm getting more – I think Manly might come out – because Seabold's a notorious fast starter in, in, in his uh, coaching career. I'm going to stick with Rabbitohs just because they've got, you know, that that upper echelon of, of players, even though Latrell Mitchell and Tommy can kind of cancel each other out if they play well. Um, but I look at this forward pack, especially, you know, your Cam Murray's, your Gyros, your Kalamatungis. It's a pretty strong back row that I think is going to be hard to handle. What do you, what do you see here with the Rabbitohs? Yeah, so shout out to Jacob Gagai, who uh, I've, I've, you know, knocked around with over the last couple of years. I know he's been in and around. It's tough for guys like that, you know, when you live in your – so, yeah. you know, you perceive to be living under your brother's shadow and his brother was such a great player, but he's been grinding in the in the lower grades for a couple of years, so he gets a shot. How much is it like if you squint, it literally looks like Dan Gargo playing? Yeah. Like they just have oh, same see, mannerisms and... Well, I play a lot of golf and I see him at the coast all the time because yeah. we play at the same, where the members at the same... Um, at the same course, and I see trolling that out there all the time. And, and Trolling Mitt. The first time I was sort of seeing gags, I... No shit, I was chatting to him for about a minute <laughs> without giving it away. I didn't give it away. I didn't say anything. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's fucking not – that's not Dane. Like, I, <laughs> This was like two years ago, mind you, right? Yeah. So this is a couple of years ago. Yeah. And then I was like, realised I was like, isn't Dane in Newcastle? I'm trying to figure <laughs> it out Like, because the, they were playing with all the South players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, Dane's gone Like in my head. And, and I, it clicked. I was like, oh, th this must be his – it has to be his brother. Well, I'll tell were, you what. I'll tell you a story. Like so I'm in, uh, I'm in Venice, the, the city <clears> of love, baby. And uh, me and the wife are just moseying around, taking pictures. We're just deep in love, you know, just yeah. so deep, just in a little love bubble. Uh, anyway, we're taking pictures and um, – sorry, before we got to uh, Venice, we were taking pictures. We were at Chiquitera, which is like four hours southwest north or whatever of Florence in Italy. Yeah. Anyway, taking pictures. And then the great Dan Gagai uh, <laughs> messages me. He says, bro, I'm, I'm here too. And so I had a, a red wine – with Dan Gagai in the city of love, baby. How good is My that? wife, his wife, we all just sat down, had a nice wine, enjoyed a nice dinner together. It's great times. Italian gags. Italian gags. Italian gags. He was looking very Italian too. <laughs> had a bit of swagger about him too, gags. He's a cool, yeah, he's a cool cat. <laughs> he's a cool cat. He's one of those guys. Like a lot of the boys are, are cool, but even now, like, it's like those moments are pretty good. Like, especially when you see someone overseas, uh, you know, it's always good to catch up with people overseas. But I still get like, I still get a bit starstruck now. I went through a period mm. where when you play early on, um, you, you're like, oh, this is mad. Heaps of NRL players. Then you play, yeah, and then they become like, familiar with them. Yeah, and then now life after as a fan, I'm more like, yeah, I'll see some players, and then I'm like, it's pretty cool that I know that guy. Absolutely, now. you know, absolutely. still still relevant enough to. Yep. I feel to, like to that, dab them up, and they know some of your content and shit. I feel like that old dad that's like, hey son, 
know that guy. Yeah. Whereas yeah. like you used to play with them all the time. Yeah, 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 you know yeah. that you know what they're like because you've been in a, a system before. And you feel and like once you do content with them, you you sort of want to root for them even oh, more. Oh, for sure, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, okay, so this side, mm. I guess the, the biggest question around the Rabbitohs is obviously, and I don't think we'll get answers to this, and I know it's you know, all been put to bed, but there's no denying there was a schism in the club last year. There's like no yep. denying that. Even Cody Walker did an interview on it, and he, he was kind of like he was unaware of anything going on, but clearly there was something going on, and he basically just said, like, I wish someone would have sat down and spoke to me, yep. which, um, which to be – in, in Walk, Cody Walker's defence, that's 100% fair. Like, if there is an issue, sit down with the actual bloke and, and have a chat to him and say, mate, this is what I don't like. Um, but from all reports, it's all sorted. The South made a quite a decisive decision and said we're back in JD. Yep. Um, but again, how often have we heard in clubs, it's all good, it's all good. Then a few things go wrong in a season and they just rear their ugly head again. I'm not saying it's going to be the case this time, but there's a chance that this could happen. And I think coming out and getting a few wins early is the best ingredient to just completely quell any noise around that. Yeah, I always feel like Souths are a team that, you know, it's some teams always go well against certain certain matchups, certain teams. Matty, you're, you're Souths, aren't you? You always do well against us, don't you? We always go uh, well yeah, against Manly. Yeah, yeah, yep. Souths yeah. Are, Souths are pretty good against Manly. I always feel like they're one of those teams that we just, for whatever reason, really struggle with. Do Souths get up a little bit more? Does that sort of grow as we go on um you know talking we talked about number one for for the for the manly seagulls equally or was even more important now with the the players that are missing in the outside backs is Luttrell would love to play with his good mate mm. uh who's who's currently sitting out with a with a suspension to start the year and I reckon Campbell Graham is a huge loss oh huge the amount loss. of tough carries that he does every single game it yep. is you seriously cannot put a price on that. The reason, uh, and people are obviously critical of Latrell when it comes out when it when it's to do with yardage and, and getting out of his own red zone. Yeah. Um, and that's understandable. But if I'm South Sydney coach or if if I'm a teammate of Latrell's, different players have their strengths and weaknesses. So I don't care if Latrell's not the best yardage player or doesn't work as hard as say a Dylan Edwards, for yeah. example. You build around a team around because he's still a superstar attacking inside the twenty. Yep. There's not many. It, there's not many fullbacks in the game that I'd probably take over Latrell inside mm. twenty. Yep. Like mate, getting the pass right, plus um, the running, the running, being able to run well. over someone. Um, he's a front rower with the ball skills of a. He's oh, so six. big. So when you take that into consideration, the way you build around the team is important, right? Mm. So that's why I think Campbell Graham in particular. And not having Jack Whiten mm. is really important because Alex Johnson's not a yardage guy. Yeah, he's not like he's one of the best try scorers of all time, but he's not going to, you know, dent the line on that mm. first carry coming out of yardage. And Jacob Gagai is a rookie, and it would have probably been Tyrone Munro, mm. uh, who's who's a slider build. So I thought they were going to be very reliant on their centers yep. to get back on play one and take that first carry. Um, so that's my concern with them, and that's why I like Manly okay. against them. But I can. I'd be even more confident back home in Australia with the wider dimensions. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think it's really going to play. I think yeah. it's going to – and we'll find we'll out throw straight everyone away. off. In Kicking. the first game, we'll find out. I, guarantee, I reckon – I can't guarantee it. We'll see multiple kicks out on the full. I think I – think, 
I think opposite. I reckon they'll put a lot of them. Oh, will they'll pull, pull back. it up. It'll so you're be, not going to see repeat sets in that. It'll be like what Nathan Cleary was trying to do in the, cu- the club, Wigan game. The Wigan game, because it gets so short and slippery. What they do is they just don't want to give that momentum, so they might run it a mm. little bit more on the last tackle, or sort of, you know, he was dropping the kicks ten meters short, yep. and, and Nathan can put it on a dime, right? But I felt like he was. They were doing that on purpose yeah. to uh, negate a seven tackle set. See, I reckon first game of the year. Like Cleary is arguably the greatest kicker of all time, at least in you know top five. I reckon players are going to get fatigued. Like Ilias is going to get fatigued. He's just going to go back into muscle memory. He's going to go bang, hit it like he normally hits it in every yeah. game. And it's you know you know how on you know how switched on you got to be for eighty minutes to not go back into muscle memory. Yeah. Um, but you're right. I do think a game plan. The intention will be. Boys, let's just keep it in play, kick it shorter. If we lose 10 metres, we lose 10 metres. It's better than giving a seven tackle set or out in the full. What do you think about the Cook, Keon, Arrow, Murray combination? Now, I know Ola Kowatu, Ben Travojevic and Jake Travojevic are also, you know, and, and Croker are also good. But I would say that Cook, Keon, Arrow, Murray together are probably a level above at, at this stage in their careers. Yeah, I agree. And the bench too is going to be huge coming on, like not being able to, you know, like... I feel like advantage in the pack for sure. That's why the dimensions are really important to yeah. me because I think it's going to be played through the middle where probably favours South Sydney more. And then you bring on the big boys. You want to play direct. You want to play, you know, look for for quick play of the balls in and around Cookie. And if he gets a quick play of the ball and they want to play through the middle, then it's going to be advantage South Sydney. So, again, like just quickly before we move off that, um, the tactic with the yep. kicking. Because yep. I'm, not, I'm not the biggest fan of it. To be honest, okay. I'm not like I've seen it being done uh, over the last couple of years, and you're right when you've got a team like Penrith and and Nathan Cleary because they did it in the grand final to the Broncos yeah. with those short dinks early on, and you know it kept the game in the balance. But it can, it's a real negative way to play, mm. and when you do have Daly Cherry Evans or Nathan Cleary as your halfback, fucking back him, you yeah. know, back him to get a repeat set, back him not not to put it dead. Uh, or back your outside backs just to be competitive and, tr- and try to get some footy back. So even though I think that will be the tactic, I'm not a big fan of it. And, uh, yeah, just just on the on the South Sydney forward pack, uh, they always sort of come out firing. They've got – it's clear advantage in, in the forward packs for me. So the X factors, I think it will come down to, uh, you know, the the two number ones yeah. will decide the game. They're the swing players. Like if Trell turns up on – yeah. You know, or if Tommy turns up on, it's just like... And I think Tommy will probably play more direct. Yep. I think he, you know how he loves to get in by one the, the line, just one off the ruck yep. and, and try to hopefully go one-on-one. How good would it be to see oh. him just go straight into trail at Holy. inside the 10 um, if they get a quick play of the ball? So, I remember I'm, the I'm World Manly. Cup. I remember I'm in the Manly. World Cup, yep. Suali'i went one-on-one with Trell yep. and Trell got him yep. and it was just like... Suli is huge, but Charlie was like, there's levels here, baby. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. may get here one day, but yeah. not yet. Yeah, not yeah, yet. for sure. But Tommy even Charlie. even seeing like KP and Walsh go at it last year. <sighs> like when you see two ones collide, I know Troll was playing centres yep. for, for Australia at the time, but he is a number one. When you see two guys that are yeah. you know, playing that full fullback position, normally they come and clash. You're yep. like, yeah, that's good to see. Yeah, when Reese and Ponga played, they both had like two or three, you know, try assists, line break assists. Like yep. it was just fucking crazy. Uh, okay, yeah, I'm going. It's going to be a tight one. I've got Rabbitohs just, but definitely wouldn't be. It's it's put it this way. It's not a. It's a pick 'em like you know. Just just quickly before we move off, tell us Duncan. I'm a oh, big love fan. Him. Love him. I'm surprised he didn't make the 17. I think they're look. We spoke about this on the season preview. 
with the Rabbitohs, it's kind of like the way I well, actually, well this is my this was my opinion with Talis Duncan. They're here to win a premiership, correct? Like yep. this year, they should be trying to win a premiership. They're in a window. Hundred percent. Jackie Whiten doesn't sign for unders unless they're trying to win a premiership right now. So with Talis Duncan, he's in the best seventeen. I think we all agree with that. But do you want him peaking around round fourteen? Or do you want him peaking okay. heading into finals footy? And that's why I reckon it's smart that you ease him into the year because rookies, as we all know, usually get towards the end of the year and they are just done, like just battered, especially in the forwards. So I reckon you time it so he's peaking into finals rather than getting into finals going, holy shit, this first four years is a bit too much for me. Uh, what do you reckon? Yeah, I like that. That's what I was talking about before, mm. right? When you look at your squad, I want a strong 21, yep. you know, and then it's got to go, it's got to extend to 25 at some point. And there's, you know, I like it when a young player comes yep. in and takes a spot. And I was more looking at rookies, but I can understand that because what, he's about 10 games into his career? Oh, yeah, not he much. Played, he Coming off played, the bench as well. He would have, yeah. Come not even 10, and, I don't know. Halfway through the season or whatever. So, and he, and he was a real tough period for him too yeah. last year when yep. they weren't winning games after starting so well. So, yeah, I can understand that. I can see that happening. Yeah, um, seven seven games all off the bench. Seven games yeah, all off the bench as yep. well. But doesn't he remind you of Kim Murray? Like just just a battler, battler. Yeah. Pretty good sort too. Um, Question: Do you think? Uh, obviously, they went um, Havili over Mamazelos, and they went Jacob Host over Talis Duncan. Do you reckon that has anything to do with you know stacking the bench and the and the team with bigger bigger players because of the smaller field? Do you reckon that has anything to do with it? Potentially, I love Havili. I reckon Havili's so underrated. Every team he sort of goes to, he makes them better. Mm. He's a real underrated guy. When you would you would have noticed, Maddie, like when he misses his ga- misses games for them, um, it's it's that pocket rocket off the bench that can play. He can play front row. Yeah, like uh, he's a hooker that can play front row, which yeah. is so valuable. It's like the cheese. Yeah. Um, the the va- the value that cheese brings to a to a team, and he's he's probably not the caliber of cheese, but I do think he's super underrated player. I reckon. Uh, Mama Zellis will, he'll have to, he'll almost have to earn his right into the team. So it's going to take an injury or so two, then it's going to take good form. But then to for him to basically say to the coach, we need to change arguably our whole setup to fit me in the side. Mm. Because if you're putting Mama Zellis in there, you're basically going, we want two specialist hookers so that when Cookie comes off, we've got another crafty hooker around the ruck. Whereas if you're putting Havili in there, you're going, we want a power player through the middle when Cookie either if he does come off or someone else comes off. Um, and also, it's a super long year. You don't want these rookies, if, unless they are breakout, breakout guys that yep. just have absolutely forced their way into the side, you don't want, you just don't want to gas them out. Plenty of time. They've got plenty of time to Yeah, Mamazoulis is in a tough position. He might require like something to happen to Cookie. Like, yeah. You don't want anyone to get injured, but like, I don't think a combination of him and Cookie is. Like you, like to your point, Cookie could play 80 minutes, yeah. right? You just go out and play 80. He's fit enough. He's one of the fittest in the comp. And then you just bring Havili on in the front row or, mm. or lock. The only, the only way I'd see... That's what he's got over Mamazoulis. The only way I'd see, you know, as I said, the only way I'd see Mamazoulis and Cookie being on the, in the same team is if there is... As the coach has gone to Cookie and said, sometimes we feel like we don't get enough out of your running game because you're, you know, you're being conservative to play 80. Yep. And he's going, mate, give us 30 minutes of just helter skelter like full you know we take you off 10 before half time we keep you off 10 after half time give mama zealous a we get to a rookie blood a rookie but also he just offers a different point of attack with his craftiness that's the and that's what i mean with you're basically changing your whole game plan then yeah and you, you don't want to lose the kid as well in a period of and he just cookie's resigned last, for a few years, cookie's few last years. couple of years you know so that, there's no way he's resigning for a few years unless cookie 
unless he's been told, mate, you're very, very close. Because why would you sign, yeah. sign and be in resi still? Yep. Um, but, yeah, what a game. Can't wait. So you're going Manly? Going Manly. 1-12? Going to Manly, yeah, it's going to be close. Yep. It's going to be very close. I, don't, I can't see a blowout. Despite filling in for the boys, I'm not going to go. <laughs> Crazy. Chucking out 13 plus is willy-nilly on the first episode. <laughs> I'm going 1 to 12. Rabbitohs? I'll go Rabbitohs, but bloody hell, I'm nervous. Bloody yeah, hell. I'm yeah, nervous yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. It's I a don't coin know this. flip. It's I, a coin flip. It genuinely yeah. is. I'm getting, like, I'm, just getting, split them. I'm getting a building vibe. In saying that, I did the same thing last year with Manly. I was like, I feel like they're, they're building towards something special. And then fucking look what happened. Yeah. Um, okay, Broncos. Reese Walsh at 1. Woo. Two, Jesse Arthurs. Tony Staggs at four. Selwyn Cobbo, uh, sorry, Staggs at three. Cobbo four. Mariner five. Mam Reynolds. Jensen at eight. Walters nine. Haas ten. Pierre Cora eleven. Ricky twelve. Paddy Carrigan. Paddy Get On Me Hair Boys Carrigan. <laughs> uh, Tyson Smoothie at 14. Baker 15. Kobe Hetherington 16. Xavier Willison 17. Some notable admissions. Corey mm. Oates. And Martin Tapua. Tapua. The OGs. The OGs. So they're gone the opposite of the Rabbitohs. Yeah. But if started the young kids, got the OGs in the extended squad. Uh, thoughts on this Broncos squad? Yeah, strong, mate. Strong. I uh, When I was breaking down the teams at the start of the year, going through, I thought, look, they've lost so many key players, as in starting four out of their starting 17 from the grand final last year. Mm. I was like, it's probably going to have an effect. And then I watched them play the trials and I was like, holy shit, like, no, so much depth. No like disrespect to a couple of players that have moved on. Probably specifically Herbie, because Herbie was the best center in the comp last year. Thought that was going to be tough. But Selwyn, I, I'll throw this to you. Like, yep. I said this to Mace the other day, and I think this might have been – I don't even know if it was on the potty. It was just off air. Selwyn looks disinterested at times on the wing, and it reminded me of Hamaso two years ago mm. at the Cowboys. You know when Hamaso was – Either played fullback, but then he was getting you sparingly. And he does shit so easy that you sort of go, he doesn't care, <laughs> right? It's not the fact that he doesn't care. Mm. He's just not in the game as yeah. much as he wants to be. So when you see him playing centres and he's getting all this ball and he's more involved, you're like, oh, shit. Like that was my – that was a comparison that yeah. I had. And you watch, you watch Hamaso at Dolphins last year and Origin and Australia, oh. he clearly cares oh, and he does shit so easily, but he's just not as engaged in the game when you're playing the wing. So now you bring him into the centres and I think we're going to see a whole new Selwyn Cobbo. Yeah, look, I – see, I love Selwyn on, on the wing because I actually think wingers are becoming more important than centres. But to your point of how do we get Selwyn more engaged, if it is moving him into the centres, then we do that. Because yep. there were times where, especially in defence, where he'd almost just like – be totally clocked out of the game mm. and he'd you know poor read would happen and you'd be like bro what, what was, but then he would come out and do a chip and chase and score a try and you'd be like what the hell um he's the biggest concern with someone is his defense we know attack wise he's one of the best in the competition yep he's still only 21 years old like 21 years old um like their back line dean mariner he's like 20 uh reese walsh 21 um tony's the og and he's what 24 25 26 <laughs> mate maybe yeah. 20 six seven at a stretch um look he's between 18 and 35 um <laughs> <laughs> and so it's just going to be defense that's yeah. the only thing it's going to be defense make sure that he's not making crazy reads and you know jamming him when he doesn't have to uh but if he can sort that imagine roll you you know you run out and you look up and so on cobo's smiling at you across the thing you're mm. just going 
Could be one of those. You know nights. why I like this matchup? I'm not as concerned about it because I think this is going to be a physical battle. Okay. So I think where he can get himself in trouble is lapses and fucking not paying attention, right? Like some like examples of watching him last year, like I'd be so confused where he'd drop a bomb that he'd Super easy. just standing there <laughs> with no one around. And then he'll jump over, leap over someone, catch it one hand, flick it behind his back and exa- exaggerating, but like he'd do crazy shit. And then you'd just be like, how did he drop that other one? <laughs> you know, like yeah, sometimes I think he's too relaxed. Whereas he's playing left center. Mm. He's got Joey Manu on the other side who, unless they change something drastically, yeah. he played right center his whole career. And Joey's, a, a, he's a confrontational center too, yeah. right? He's, you know, he's got all the, he's got everything in the bag, but physicality is how he wants to win. So I think Selwyn will enjoy that okay. battle. Yep. Um, maybe worry about him against lesser teams. <laughs> yeah, true. That true. could be the problem yeah. for Selwyn as, yeah. you know, they play a team where he's looking over and it's not an international or not an mm. origin player. Maybe he has a, probably still going to score two on him anyway this game will set up a couple um but yeah i thought i thought it was going to be dean mariner at centers i've heard massive raps about him as a center coming through the grades and and uh but i can see why they've got someone someone in there and uh the other tearaway who's looked i've always been you know probably halfway through last year really hit my radar been a fan but brendan piacuta uh and no disrespect to kirk capewell this is who i was mentioning before but he could be an upgrade and and i love kirk capewell yeah he's been a winner everywhere he's gone but it's only trials but fuck, he looks sharp look he could be an upgrade upgrade as long as ricky picks up the slack of leadership that capewell left yeah now, okay I, I don't think yep. that as long as like he's not going to be as good a leader as capewell was straight away but he's he's 24 now which is still so freaking young um but he he's gonna have to be the guy that when there's a tough carry that is needed you've got to be in there and doing that that's what Kurt Capewell did so well for the Broncos anytime that we were stuck in a corner a big play needed to happen so that's the if, if Ricky can give that platform for Piakura then I agree with you then you could be like holy shit we've got two super young explosive edge back rowers Piakura is like mate I've, I've said it a million times. I've told the story. Jarrell Yayi was asked, who was the biggest, like, who was the one that blew your mind out of every all the superstars currently in the time? We're talking Reese Walsh, Paddy Carrigan, Payne Haas. You name it in the Broncos squad. Ezra Mam. He goes, Pia Cora. Fucking hell. And we go, and so, and the fan, this was at a live show last year, the fan was like, no, no, I mean, like, out of the current stars. And he was like, no, no, still Pia Cora. Well, he goes, that's mate, huge. the things that this guy can do. You, you and he's, still, he's he's the day like he's around the Broncos. He's his ambassador, and he's around. Well, and he he was around them yeah. during this time, so yeah. he was working for them, everything like that. So huge wraps, and we saw it in the trial. Like I know he he strained his knee, so hopefully that hasn't affected him having his around one. Yep. But we saw it in the trial. Like his footwork is unbelievable. He can hit and defence. Um, yeah, it's just about like keeping the errors as little as possible, and hopefully Ricky can pick up a bit of the slack. But another guy, I mean, Reese Walsh, the obvious. Talking points, incredible superstar, but it's it's my boy, Imamzi Ezra Man. Yeah, the same people that were rapping you last year, writing the headlines about how great you are, are waiting for you to have a bad year. Yeah. So it's about now you got the pay packet too. Exactly. So it's about building on that year. It's about understanding that all the little things you did to have the incredible year that you had, you need to double down and go even further on them. And so it. With Adam Reynolds getting a year older, so that's a year slower, a year, you know, not that he's necessarily known for his physical ability, 
that means that Ezra Mam needs to step up even more. And also, if you know Ezra was so young last year, if they went back into that grand final with another year under his belt, maybe he is mature enough to go. Or Renault take a step, like seat back seat for I'm this on. this set. I'm on here. Yeah. Now he already, you know, he scored three tries. So that's I feel like, as a guy that has been given this, you know, longer term contract with the Broncos, anointed as the next half, it's a real opportunity to begin building that foundation as the half. Yeah. Two two questions. Uh, why why did Mam not play any trials? Uh, niggle niggle injury. Nig- I think. Niggling yeah. just a soft tissue injury. Yeah. Because he second, got ruled out of the. All stars because of that that's injury. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, and do you believe he can play seven? I believe he has the talent to, mm. but I I see him more as like he doesn't necessarily have to be the foundational half as the, like the conservative kicking game or whatever. But he can be the point of difference against every team in the halves. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So for example, even though Hughes plays seven. He could be a similarish player to Hughes that builds his kicking game, builds his kicking game, and so you get a guy like there's got some really good young um, fellas coming through. Oh, I forgot his name now. Is it Cole? Is it Black? Cody? Kobe Cody Black? Uh, Kobe Black. Kobe yeah. Black. He played in the second half of that first trial. Uh, yeah, he really, good. really good. Didn't he? And, he, and they wanted young. to play him in the last one, but he was too young. Apparently. He was too young. Yeah. So super, super young. Um, so he's still got at least you know two to three years. Yeah, away. he's seventeen. Yeah. He's seventeen years but old. But the the more well-rounded man gets by the time he arrives the better that pathway for him is going to be if he ends up being the guy or if Madden ends up being the guy. Um, so I personally think if we were struggling for sevens, then you put him there. But if we're not struggling, six is absolutely his best position and yep. he can be I the agree. best six in the competition. I agree. I think seven and six is overrated. Mm. I reckon like as in you can build just depending on – similar to what you're saying there, like a, my example is – for years that when I first started at Manly, Foz was the seven, Ches was the six. Yeah. In if you were looking at the way they their style is like their style was like foot Kieran would let you know exactly where every play was going, what set, yep. you know, where we wanted to get in the field, where we want to kick. Ches played eyes up footy, played down short sides, played off the cuff, identified, you know, a, a middle plane on the sitting on the edge and, yep. and attacked and, and took advantage of that. So I do. I. I'm happy. I don't. I don't think you necessarily need to move him to seven. Mm. Ezra Mam stays at six, and then you find a a complementary mm. seven. Like it doesn't have to be an all star. Like Adam Reynolds has served him really well, and he's Perfectly. probably going to go on the staff and still be around the yep. team mm. when he's finished, which will really help out Ezra. But um, you know, you, you bring in a seven who might be considered more a game manager and might not blow the fan base away, but. He, yeah, I don't think you sign a guy like Ezra Mam on a million dollars go, I'm definitely going to play him at seven mm. when, when Adam Reynolds moves on. So I think he stays at six, just play six. That's your best position. Sometimes you move around just to complement on a week-to-week basis or yep. it might even be a year-to-year where you look at your squad and go, look, fuck, we don't have that game manager. Right now you're going to have to play seven, but we'll look at bringing yep. someone back in and you can move back to six eventually. Yep. So, um, so much to be excited about. I've been a big fan of Xavier Willison for a while. Ooh. He's really impressed me in the trials. I remember a couple of years ago when he did his just before he did his ACL in his first couple of games, I was you know really excited. He's just this big string bean yeah. running around out there. Great, great attitude a for a big, big oh, boy as well. He's so good. Yeah, he he's all, he's got a, even got a little bit like he sort of moves around a bit like pain. Yeah, yeah, like you know what I mean. Just because yeah. of the size, it probably it stands out, but. 
I was excited to see him make the 17 over a couple of other options. Like, you know, when you look at Marty Tupperwell, who's been around for a minute, um, he probably would have been in consideration. But it's a very impressive lineup. And I initially went Storm to win the comp because I thought a few teams were going to drop off yep. with Broncos and, and Panthers losing a, a few players. But as the days go on, as the trials went on, I'm just. I'm coming back over to your oh, side. Bro. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm coming over. I'm, I'm looking. Okay. I, I like the Bronx. You tried to get me on the Broncos bandwagon last year. I did. You did. So okay. hey, it's too late though. What did I yeah, say? It's, it's gone. It's gone. Skip, I said to you. I said, bros, the bandwagon is filling up. Yeah. You, you can did. get on now, or you can never get on. So you did warn me. Look, bandwagon members, you let us know in the comment section. Is is the scope allowed on the bandwagon? Is I don't it too want, late? I don't want the bandwagon. Oh, you don't want the bandwagon? I'm just going to stay in the shadows. <laughs> I'm going to wave my flag in the shadows. I'm going to stay behind the curtain where Matty is there, and I'm just going to be watching the games from in the bloke <laughs> offices like that. No, oh. I, I, I do think they're going to be very hard to beat. They're yeah. going to be very hard to I beat. I think they might have a bit, of a bit of a slow start, but once it kind of uh, becomes a realisation, all right, boys, we've got to start kicking into gear, I think they'll kick into gear. Um, okay, next team. We didn't even mention Paddy Carrigan or Payne oh, Huss no. at all, really. It's crazy. There, so. crazy. That's how, uh, how stuck they are. Uh, Tedesco, Tupo, Billy Smith, Manu, uh, Suali'i on the wing. Uh, obviously, because, well, I don't I assume because Dom Young is injured, uh, that that's, Billy Smith has made his way in. I assume that could be wrong, though. Uh, Luke Kier at six, Sam Walker, Spencer Linu starting at eight, uh, Brendan Smith at nine, Lindsay Collins, Sue Wong, Satili Tupanua. Victor Radley, Sandon Smith, uh, not related to Brandon, but his evil brother at the same time. Uh, White at 15, Nat Butcher at 16, Terrell May at 17. Talk <coughs> about stacked within an inch of your life. Yeah, they've even got a couple of guys like Connor Watson there. and Crichton can't make your side, and Egan Butcher. Egan Butcher. Egan Holy. Butcher would be part of most team 17. I easy, think. easy. I love Egan Butcher, so they're stacked. Uh, Swali. I have a feeling he was going to be the one to miss out. Okay. Just off the trials. So on yep. the trials, if you notice, obviously they sat Joey Manu for the first half. They mm -hmm. put him in the 18 jersey because Joey Manu's a lock. Like Joey Manu and Teddy were always going to be locks. It was figuring out who the the other three were going to be. Yeah. And the reason I say it's probably Swali was going to miss out because he was right centre. Okay. So he That's was good. playing Joseph Manu's position. Yeah, okay. So he had – if he had brained him, I'd – dare say Robbo might have potentially changed his mind, but I have Smith a feeling just re too. Billy Smith, two or three years extension, shout out to him. He's had a a crazy career to, oh. to begin with and and uh, he was arguably their best back to finish the season before he broke his jaw in the Sharks game. Um, and then obviously Dom Young, you don't sign him from Newcastle with the expectation that he's probably going to play reserve grade New South Wales Cup or on the bench. So it looked like it was going to be Swali'i. So Who, who's a better wing, you reckon, Swali'i or Young? I would have had Swali'i and Young over Tupo. Over Tupo. I don't want to hear that sacrilege. You love Tupes. I know. I know you're a big Tupes I'm guy. A, I'm a Tupes man. You're through a huge Tupes guy. He's their best winger. He has been their best winger. He has been their best winger in probably their club's history. Um, they've had some really good wingers, but. If I'm looking at their team as You're going to a grand right final now, tomorrow. You're picking Toops? Ooh, that's a tougher one. Yeah. Because I want to build into the season with okay. the kids. Like okay. they've, got, they've, got, they've got age on their side, yeah. right? So yeah. you can build in probably grand final tomorrow. Like just say if this is a grand final tomorrow, probably I'm going Toops. Yeah. And the other two are going to have to figure it out. Wrestle off? I might. 
Billy Smith might even miss out in a grand final. I might go more X Factor and track Swali in the centres yeah. uh, and Dom Young. But yeah, maybe uh, maybe a wrestle session. They always bring out the best in the boys, <laughs> like the Broncos did just before, getting ready for preseason trials. Good stuff. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so that was my feeling. Did you know that? They were wrestling for captaincy. It was so good. And I then, love that shit. Oh, I know. It's, I love no, that I, shit. No, I, I not only don't worry about it, I froth that shit. Oh, I so love, do I. Like I've been around boys and, yeah. you know, like if you do it, as long as it doesn't lead into it's full not inside, cars, Yeah, It's on grass outside. It's no one else. It's the who, boys. It's the boy, who gives a shit? Yeah. And, I've, you know, I've been involved in a couple myself. So whenever I, I see the boys getting after it, I love it. So... <laughs> Um, Luke Keery just re-signed too. Um, what, what are your thoughts on the Sam Luke? Is this the last year where yep. it's like no longer can we go, does this partnership work or not work? Well, I probably would have said that originally if they weren't already losing, looks like to be Joseph Manu and definitely Swali moving on, <coughs> right? So they're going to lose a fair chunk of their salary cap and some star power on the outside back. So do you – This is this. the Roosters could be in the – the biggest window out of any team. Mm. If if Joseph Manu does indeed go over to French rugby, Swalei heads off. Um, Jared Aria Hargraves is in his last season. Toops, who knows with Toops? They extended him by a year, I believe, but Toops is getting a little bit older now and I can see a world in which he goes over with his mate. Like yeah, okay. he, he might head over with Skitties on the staff, Sean Kenny Dell's on the staff over there, Willie Peters is an ex- Rabbitohs, I uh, might have played for the Roosters. So at where? over at Hull KR, so okay. I could, you know, something like that could have could eventuate. Um, but yeah, it's a real. They've got so much star power and they're so deep, but then there are players moving on. And I, Mace always likes to say iron sharpens iron. Mm. That's good when you've got maybe a, a vet that's hundred percent got his job and a young kid's pushing you. When you've got players that probably are more established now in Connor Watson and Egan Butcher, who probably like 60 games in, 50 games in, and go, nah, f- fuck that. I want to be playing every week, yeah. you know? That's when you can, if it's not going the right way, Angus Crichton, like well, shit. Put it, more specifically though, Luke Keery, Sam Walker, has it been a success or has it not Not yet, been? no, obviously. So, so how many more years do you give this a try? Well, I think it... I think, both players can play. Well, I think Sam Walker's got one more year. Sam Walker's got one more. I think Sam Walker's got one okay. more year to okay. figure out. If they've extended Luke Keery, yep. Luke Keery's been around for a minute. There, there was talk around – they've always had chat around the halves. I think this is a big make-or-break year for Sam Walker. Yeah, well. And I just don't – and it might not necessarily be Sam Walker's fault. I just they, – they're probably the opposite to what, what I was saying before. Mm. They don't marriage together well. Mm. Yep. They'd probably – both those guys could exceed running a team and having an X factor like an Ezra Mam or a Cameron Munster. Obviously, those are elite players that probably go good with anyone. But if they could direct the team a little bit more and have that six that plays off the cuff, because I have a feeling, even though Kiri's in the six jersey, they both want to run the team. Yep. They both want to be hands on. And there's so many players in that team that require the footy. Yeah, it's a tough one because as soon as Sam Walker came back last year, they started scoring points. Mm. Whereas before he wasn't there, they were struggling to score points. But at the same time, then you've got also, you know, risky plays, errors, all that kind of stuff. Oh, I, I do think this is the last year to work out whether Walker and Kiri work. Whether it's it's Kiri or – and I think that the reason why there's reports have got $3 million in the cap uh, next year is because they're waiting to see whether this works. If it doesn't, I think they're going – super aggressive into the market yeah reload and and maybe 
because they've already got Young, they've already got Billy Smith, and maybe they're sitting there going, and Tupo another year, they're going, look, we've got good enough backs to get the job done, but we need to we need to spend more of our cap on our six and seven, or six or seven. So I, I think they'll be going aggressive in the market if it doesn't work this year. Uh, is anyone, oh, sorry, mate, sorry, is anyone available like in six and seven that's sort of in the next, mate, that's I'm a sure. tough one, mate, but um, yeah. Yeah, what were uh, you going to say? I was going to say, they've played, just to throw some stats here, they've played 32 games together, Kiri and Walker. They've won 20 and lost 12. See, that's not the worst, is it? It seems way worse. Why does it seem like it's. I tell you why. I tell you why. Because. Oh, not why it hasn't worked. It just seems longer because Kiri was out 2021 and Walker was out for half of last year. So they've yeah. been together. This is their fourth year together, but they've only really had one and a half uh, years together. And they weren't, they weren't going crazy bad last year when Walker was dropped and then when the opportunity would have been there to probably bring him back in, he got injured and did his knee and missed some more footy. So I think we both agree though, it's a, for who it may be, this is probably the last year. This is the trial for, sure. for him. I don't, I, I don't think, because if, if, I think if Robbo does go on, oh, I'm going to stick loyal with this, if it doesn't work, then I think there's going to be pressure on Robbo. Mm. Um, because in reality, the squad they've got, and I know they've been smashed with injury, and and I know and Robbo is one of the best coaches to ever coach the game, so there's no questioning that with his runs on his board. But in reality, since uh, they won their back-to-backs, they haven't really fired a shot. Mm. They've gone on good runs and, you know, head towards the back of the year. They've gone seven or eight on, on the trot. And, but is, is, that, is, is that good enough for this kind of squad they've had for the last few years? No, no, not with that. So. Not with this squad. Like this is another one of those teams that jumped my list that I didn't anticipate were going to be close. I think I might have had them fifth mm. when I had them sort of at the bottom of the eight yep. before I started looking at the squads. And then when you look at how deep they are, the expectations when you when you wear that jersey and and what Robbo done so early in his career, there's no reason why they shouldn't be thereabouts. Mm. Well, I I think there's a a very a uh, very good reason why they have reportedly three million dollars in the cap, yeah, ready to go, ready to go, ready to ready to load up. And they just I'm just trying to think of some of the boys that might be available. Yeah, there. could you check? Um, look, I'm sure they'll be able to pull some strings to get some yeah. releases. Yeah, um, I'm sure there are some guys. You got to look a year in advance too. That's the the tough thing. Yeah. when you start looking at all these. Uh, so maybe minerals. they're even going with the extension of Kiri to 25. Maybe they're aiming for 26. Yep, because that would be way easier to get. There'd be some half that's coming off, you know, 25, 26, that's yep. high quality, I'd, I'd assume. For sure, for sure. Um, and so maybe they're aiming for 26 to bring in, if if it doesn't work out, if it doesn't work out. So maybe they've got it longer than 12 months. What I will say is, though, like, Sam Walker and Kiri, if it does click, like, if it eventually does click, because, like, even though their record's good, I've never really walked away from a game going, geez, that Kiri-Walker combination has been, like, unbelievable yeah kind of even like i've like i've walked away from some games going geez law i clearly compliment each other or ezra mam and Renault, unbelievable combination uh, moses and brown walked away you know what i mean i've, yep. I've walked away I, I haven't done that yet with walker and kiri and also that's also not their fault because you have to remember kiri was put in the seven jersey and walker was put in the six jersey didn't work out so they switched again then uh, kiri, uh, walker got dropped you know what i mean so yeah. it has been a bit top you know up and down for both you're yeah, right like when you you go away from a game going either Kiri Brandom or Sam Walker Brandom. Yeah. You never really think about them from my memory. memory. You know, trying, to jog, trying to jog it now, like go yeah. back and, and think about it where I've gone. Yeah, they linked up really well yeah. and, and did you know did it as a halves partnership. And they've got so much strike too. Um, 
There's just so many players that require the ball there. And yeah. I think that's what sort of happened with the dip in Radley at the end of the year too. Yeah, okay. I think Radley had lost his confidence They halfway through last year because when you've got a 7-6, Brendan Smith's the ball runner, Victor Radley likes to play through the middle, Teddy touches the ball 25 times a game, and then everyone's complaining about Joseph Manu not getting enough ball. Yeah. Like how, how many how many footies are on the field? Yeah, yeah. So that's sometimes you like that goes back to my well, iron sharpens iron. Like sometimes you much. need role players. Yeah, yeah. You need well, guys in your team that are going to take like a tough carry. Radley dipped mid mid to late in the season, and then I think his form bounced back up when he decided to become just yes. a role player, just starting running the ball hard, just getting through his work. What do you got there, Matty? Oh, uh, just having a, like a quick look through. This is going all the way to twenty twenty six, but you got Ben Hunt, you got Tanner Boyd. You got Jonah Pezzett. There are a couple of names that are you, coming off. How is going to be? It's going to be fairly. You'd, I'd go with the first one you said there, Ben Hunt. Ben Hunt. If the Roosters aren't afraid of making a big play on a vet yeah. at the back end of their contract. If Ben Hunt would probably be 35, 36, mm. he'd still be sweet. He's, you can tell he's not going to drop off. Yeah, it could be Ben Hunt for a one like he's a hit and run. Quite injury free too, isn't yeah. he? Yeah, he's what he seems sweet. Um, all right, so <clears> who are you going here? Broncos. Yeah, I'm going Broncos, but I think it's going to be a tight, tight uh, battle. Tight battle. Uh, you can watch both those games we just talked about on KO, and the only watch to bo- only way to watch both of them uh, is on KO. 4K capabilities have arrived, so now you can watch selected NRL games in detail so clear that you'll think you're part of the action. Might even walk away a bit sore, be like, ooh, I can feel that tackle, baby. Uh, new to KO, get on board and start your free trial today. The amount of content KO has is unbelievable, guys. Also, do not forget... Uh, the fights that are coming up um, very soon. So on March 13th, we've got rising superstar contender Sam Goodman returns to the ring in hopes of continuing his run for a world title shot when he faces Mark Schliebs. And Mark Schlieb has been chatting that chat. Jeez, he's been good for a highlight reel on, on some talk. Uh, in the co-main event, fan favourite Isaac head splitter Hardman will face Venezuelan Andre or Andre, Andre uh, Saavedra. Order exclusively on main event with KO Sports. No KO subscription is required for this. Event details are in the show notes. We'll even have a link to the pay-per-view. I'll also be heading down to the pay-per-view. You might even see the Beaks Melon on the pay-per-view. Pay-per-view, but also pay-per-view. Um, <laughs> so make sure to head to the link, grab the pay-per-view, support KO. They support us, guys. We really appreciate it. Now, some of the other games uh, that are heading next week. Uh, you know what, actually? We'll, we'll, we'll save them for next week. Uh Reese Walsh uh, has was asked about a potential move to AFL. He said, I have so much more I want to do in the game, but maybe in a few years I would. We'll see what happens. What do you reckon as an NFL man? Is he big enough for a position the NFL? Yeah, yeah. He could play he could play running back or slot receiver just like Is it Tyreek? Is Tyreek Tyreek Hill? He's yeah. quite small, isn't he? Yeah, he's and a rapid. smaller, smaller, stockier Stocky. build. Yep. Just like Walshy. That the thing is, and look, the NFL will always come knocking for our elite athletes, especially our stars, that yeah. that can draw more eyes to the game. But if you don't grow up understanding the game or watching the game from, I'd say you need about three or four years of proper watching the game to at least understand the basics of it. Look, physically, mm. so many of our players physically would be able to match it. It's yeah. just mentally, no. Yeah. Knowing the game and that. It's just understanding, like yeah. the playbooks are huge. Yeah, um, Understanding your assignments, um, yeah, and just even the basics of lining up and where to line up and and uh, and not being able to go 
Like the beauty of our game is it's a war of attrition. You build, you know. Mm. What makes Reese Walsh so great is he eventually wears down defenders out the back. Yep. When you go on full, like these players are fresh. They go on each other. They have a good break. They go sit on the sideline. They swap in and out. Yep. It's just a different game. So different game. Body different body game. shape, yes. Everything Could you else. Imagine no. how much they would froth him because he's such a good sort, an Australian hectic sort, and he's in the NFL. Uh, also a reminder, uh, Olam hit on Zach Lomax was our LDB T60 Power Play of the Week. If you're looking for a powerful new ute, look no further than the LDV T60. Uh, the great Adam Reynolds has re-signed. Already kind of touched on that, guys. Um, but, look, I think this is just good timing. They're looking at their roster. They're going, okay, when will the next guy be ready? Similar to probably the Kiri situation. Yep. They'll know. They'll have more answers. So they're almost buying themselves time to build the next guy to come through and do it. Thoughts? Yeah, for both of them, yeah. I agree, mate. We're like... You get them, they're probably their club first guys too. They're at the back end of their career. So I dare say both coaches would have had conversations with them like, you're our guy for sure. But we're trying to blood someone new. And, yep. you know, if we do get in, whether it's a young kid or, you know, you get someone in that that middle tier that could be really big cash, then it'll be like, would like you to help us help us transition them into being the guy. Yeah. And, um both those guys have been around from this. What, Luke Keery, he's probably, is he? As 14, 2014, he won the Rabbitohs. Yeah, and debuted probably the year before that. Yeah, you so he's still, got a, he's still got a bit to go, Kez. Yeah, he's only like 31, 32, I think. A few injuries as yeah. well, like the head he's knocks. 32. Yeah. 32. Gave him a few years off. Yep. Um, Stephen Crichton, mm. I would love to hear your opinion. Should yep. he play fullback or centre for the Bulldogs? No, nah, keep him at centres. Okay. Yeah, I'm centres. I, like, uh, I like Stephen Crichton in the centres. Um, it's tough because I'm not completely sold if Blake Taff is the answer. I think he'll – they've got still got so many questions for me, the Bulldogs, and um, when I look at sort of priority positions, there's a team that I think, you know, you've got to back guy who's been around and done it for as long as Gus has done, but some questionable signings and it's just – in the trials, they've gelled quite well offensively. Mm. Uh, I think, you know, as a fan, you would have watched the game against Cronulla and gone, "Oh, this is a bit disappointing." But um, defensively, at this point of the at this point of the year, you want to be sound defensively, and both teams were, despite being some stars being out. Yep. Critter only played twenty minutes, but yeah, leave leave Critter in the centres. Um, play. I like what Sherry's done, despite having a whole heap of time off and give Blake Taff half a season and don't like I think as a fan base even more so put mm. pressure on the club because there's going to be a shitload of pressure on this club mm. and when the pressure starts from the outside eventually you start to feel on the inside and you get a situation with what happened with Carl Alawapu last year mm. where he's 18, 19 year old kid that everyone was talking about being this you know prodigy and they played him and he just clearly wasn't up to it yet yeah. like he wasn't ready to play week in week out first grade so um They've got that Joe Ash Papali'i in the back that everyone seems pretty excited about. He looked pretty good. Just want him to play the vets that they've brought in, play these vets and try to get through the first half of the season and then reassess halfway through the year. What do you reckon? I reckon fullback for sure. Um, I just don't think they have – like when you look at their, their centres, you can have Kiraz, you can have Sherry, Wilson on the wing. You've also got Skelton that could make the side, obviously Addo Carr. They're, whereas at fullback – at the moment with Taff, I just don't know. I, like, didn't trial very well, unfortunately, especially in the second game. And so 
when you look at their depth at fullback, it's like at the moment you wouldn't ha- you don't have any NRL standard fullbacks um, mm. with the way Taft trialed. You know, like he didn't trial that well, which is unfortunate. Hopefully he can bounce back. I, I love the way he plays. He's always on the ball. He's working his ass off, but didn't trial that well. So it's like if I've got decent enough centers and wingers to sort it out, put credit at fullback because he's a top tier player. He's a top tier player. On top of that, he's a captain of the club. You want his hands on the ball as much as possible. Also, he does have the potential or the physical ability at the very least to be a top tier fullback. So you what would okay, what would you rather inside? One of the best fullbacks in the comp or one of the best centers in the comp? Yeah, easy fullback. Easy fullback. So on the small chance of that, plus also the fact that they don't really have an NRL ready fullback right now. Now maybe Taft goes and kills it in New South Wales Cup or Connor Tracy comes in, kills it, or or um, Papali'i. I don't know if it's a Papali'i or Papali. They've been saying it different. Oh, have they been saying? Yeah, I'm not too sure. Not I haven't looked sure. in the pre. He's only a young kid, so um, you he's know, young. Generally, as, you find out that out after yeah, they like play a, a couple more games. Um, so he he won't be ready till at least mid year, maybe even start of next year. Yeah, uh, and that's why I reckon you put Creer at the back. You, you give him time. Yes, he's ball playing. We don't know whether it is good or it's not good. Um, obviously, it's not going to be top tier straight away. But even Billy Slater's ball playing wasn't that good when he first started. But you just want his hands on the ball. Um, Would you be more open to Connor Tracy if Connor Tracy was healthy and playing well, at, fullback at the moment? At the moment, if you if I'm going to put Critter at centre, center. I'm putting Tracy at fullback yeah, okay. for sure because you've got a bit of ball playing there. And you've seen enough six. from him. Seen enough from him for sure. Um, again, though, I would still with with the outside backs trialing so well for the Dogs, I would still lean towards putting Critter at the back, just because with a team that lacks superstar players, he's a superstar player in a key position. Until they get a player that can play in that key position to a certain level. I just think he's the best option. Well, I assume they were signing him mm. for fullback originally. Yeah. And I think that was a lot to do with people trying to create the narrative that Critter left the Bulldogs to play fullback when that wasn't true. Yeah, well, I no, I was more looking at it from a Bulldogs standpoint and they clearly hadn't had a fullback there. Yeah. And if you're going to pay that much money, it's similar to the way I talk about if you're going to pay for Joseph Manu to go anywhere. I can understand Roosters wanting to hold on to Joseph Manu, but if I'm the Dragons and I sign or I go off a guy like Joseph yeah. Manu, it's to play fullback. Yeah. And it's probably the same reasoning that you're saying there with Critter. So I originally thought Critter was going to play fullback, but then once they did sign Taff and probably Connor Tracy, who were probably more suited or I've seen more from them at the fullback position, then I thought, all right, well, Critter must be staying in the centres. Yeah. And it sort of conditioned me to him being in the centres. You're right, because I'm, I'm sort of now leaning towards your way a little bit more with, with the mindset of you've got to find out if he can play fullback. Mm. I'm still – I've got my – just in the few times that I've seen him play, I'm like he just doesn't look like he suits it. Yep. But he's going to be there for a long time. If it, it – I think the risk outweighs – well, who you got to like? What are you gonna? What do you got to lose? Exactly really? right. Like, you're not so, playing finals footy this year, no, like doggies fan. Like, hope you do, but I don't think so. You've got to find out if you do indeed have a premier position locked in that you can start looking at other positions because. And that becomes cheap then too, because they were talking like 700k in this new cap. It's about. It's not that much. That's great money for a fullback for if a he ends up becoming if he ends up becoming an elite yep. fullback. So I can understand the thinking there. Um, I have a. I have a feeling they'll go tough to begin yeah, with tough. okay and maybe they'll do the opposite where they'll they'll give it you know eight games eight to ten games going to the origin period and then see see how in particular tough is mm. see if, if they go that route i'm keeping critter at center because clearly it's like they fully see him as a center 
and I'm I am keeping a very close eye on jo- is it Josh or Joash? Joash. Joash. Yep. Papali'i. Um, and I'm bringing him in mid year okay. rather than putting Critter back because it's like, well, what's the point of putting Critter back when you you didn't even think he was a good enough fullback to pip those boys at the start of the year, and you're not making the eight this year most likely. So you give as much game time to a guy like Papali'i, who is an out-and-out fullback, like looks like a really, really good young player, so that next year he's already played 10 to 12 games in first grade so he can hit the ground running next year. Whereas if you put Critter back there, then you go into the next season going, does Critter play Still fullback? Still the same question. Does play yeah. fullback? Um, so, yeah, look, can't it's wait a headache. to see. It's a massive headache. It's a headache it's for a the Bulldogs. Like, you know, when I was looking at their team, trying to figure out their best team a couple of weeks ago, probably the one that I had you know multiple guys where I was just like who's gonna who's gonna play what who's gonna who's gonna do what here and there were no clear answers like you worry about other teams depth but at least like you're predicted 13 you feel like you're gonna be 90% right 95% right I reckon no idea. I had no idea yeah the Bulldogs. I like I had no even idea the lock well. back row position center position halves fullback so what if you know if you do play critter whatever position critter plays what the other positions look like I don't know. It's going to be a real, real interesting start of the season for the Bulldogs, and there could be a whole heap of pressure on early on. Oof. Bulldogs fans, stay patient. Um, all right, here is Horro's top eight prediction. Yep. At number one, the Brizzy Broncos. Two, Storm. Panthers, three. Cowboys, four. Warriors, five. Roosters, six. Rabbitohs, seven. Seagulls, eight. Seagulls, eight, yeah. So... Again, going back to the squads that I've talked about, I went. I, I had I had a system to figure this out too. Yep, so walk us through the system. It might it might differ from how you view those players in those positions, but this is how I viewed them. Okay. So I went through, and I did a one to seventeen rating of what I value, what positions I value the most. So it was yep. for me, it's having a, a class one, seven, six, who your elite and go to front row is. And hooker and lock. So, if you if you can if you can sort out at least three of those positions, you're generally going okay. Maybe four, if five, you're elite. You're one of the, you know one of the better teams. And you look at Penrith straight off the bat. They've they've got that. So, um, for instance, for an example, my fullbacks were my, in my opinion, the best fullback in the game, Bruce Walsh, number one. So he gets one point, and the lowest score determined. From all the all the positions added up was going to be the the eight, and that's what I got to. I ended up moving. I moved one around. On oh, I moved the Broncos. Oh, really? Yeah, I had the Storm. I had the Storm, and I moved the Broncos back up because I was just like, no, nah, I feel like the Broncos just off uh, of just the gut feel and some of the other positions. But uh, I'm interested to see how it plays out because it was different to my initial top eight that I had. Okay. Yeah. With the, with the system. Okay. With the system changed. Uh, a team out of the eight, which is Parramatta. Yep. I had Parramatta in the eight originally. Okay. It pushed Parramatta out. It actually pushed Manly in. Yeah, I was going to say, so the, the Manly is a big call because yeah. you're basically, you're not including then this top eight. It might, honestly, I think it might be the hardest top eight to ever make since I've been watching the game. Yeah. Because basically at the moment, there's no Knights. There's no um, Sharks. Sharkies. Then you've got guys, teams like Titans, Dolphins, yep. uh, Para. Para. Uh, See, so the one s- that might cost me too, well, the one position that can swing the, uh, the other way is I 
loved what Hopgood did last year, but at lock, I had him further down. When I started going through all the locks, I remember looking at it going, fuck, I can't find a spot for Hopgood here. And I ended yep. up just, he ended up dropping, dropping. Mm. Whereas I think he's got, after only watching a couple of trials now, top five at his position. Um, he could be that. He could be that by the end of the okay, year, which yep. could drastically bring Change. Parramatta up. But I had him so far down with Joey Lussick, yeah, which really tailed them off. Yep. Um, and Gutho was sort of mid tier, you know, Mitch Moses and 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 Dylan Where'd Brown were Brown? up there. I had Brown at Brown to win Dally M six of the year, in my opinion. Three. I had three. Brown at three for six. So you had Munster Man Brown. Yep. Munster Man Brown. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> sounds yeah sounds about right. Um, so the Seagulls at eight. That's probably your most controversial call, I reckon. Well, that was heavily loaded, and that's dependent on turbo again. Turbo, yeah, okay. Like, if fully fit, mm. and I didn't take injury into – I just looked at, like, who I thought, if they were all playing for a full season, who was going to be the best of their position, I had turbo two. Okay. Which drastically, you know, yeah. shot Manly up because then you got Chez, for me, is two. Yeah. And halfbacks behind uh, Nath. Um, Jakey's, okay. Jakey's yeah. mid-pack. Uh, Luke Brooks is mid pack, and then there, I think Croaks was lowered down the bottom. Lachlan Croker and and Taniella Paseka was there for me. Their front row, he was right down the bottom as well. Mm. That sort of dropped the the rankings, but it was just interesting. Like it's, yeah. I, I don't know if it's going to work, but it just gave me a bit of a a, a theme to play on this year and, yep. and and see if the value that I have on these positions mm. matches up at the back end, end of the, the season. What, so another controversial call: Cowboys at four. Yep. Thoughts on that? They had a lot of, like, really in between five to ten players. Okay. So, like, Drinky just in that five to seven. Uh, Tommy Dearden in that four to six. Um, Chad Townsend was closer to, like, the ten mark. Ruben Cotter, I had him in the top, you know, five to six. Reese Robson, same. Yep. So, they were really – they didn't have stars. They didn't have an out-and-out star in their team, but they were super consistent across the board that yep. – Lifted him a bunch of teams that might have had an elite fullback like Latrell mm. was like top three for me, but and but Lockie Ilias was further down and Cookie was up there, but you know their front rowers were you know yeah. taller or I couldn't figure out. Where would you okay if you put Warriors at fullback yep. RTS? How far up do you think they would have gone? They would have jumped inside the top four probably. Were yeah. they they were at five? Weren't they're, they? They're five at the moment. Yeah, and I'd say would you say RTS is the best fullback in the game? Where would you put him? Um, if oh, oh shit. Now in the rankings. So I had – and this is how good the fullbacks are in the game. I had Chansey around like 10 or 11. Yeah. And if, if – RTS is definitely top five. So, so looking we'll at try and knock them off. Like Walshy, Kalen, Latrell and Turbo. Yep. And then he's in the – Teddy as well. He's in the, he's in the Teddy category for me. I reckon he starts – that's when you start having the conversation about Teddy, Drinky, Dylan Edwards and Roger. Okay. Okay. What do you reckon about that? Is it – no, I, I love the system. Well, yeah, yeah. And, and I and you know, I've, we've been speaking about it quite a lot on the podcast. The front row at the moment is so important. Like you look at all the top tier sides that can blow teams off the park. They've got one – like look at the Warriors. What would they be without Adam Norblake? We're about to find out next year. Yeah. <laughs> like they'll need to find – and look, they've got the best young forwards in the competition coming through. So, you know, yep. there's hope there. But without him in that front row position, it's, it's not as important as your seven. But – by God, it's not as far as people think. Oh, so we didn't say this on camera, but I told Kempi off camera. When I had my positions of value, it was one, seven, and six. And in the past, uh, if I had a 
Just say you just say you could only because you got a salary cap, so you could only lock in one out of the one, seven, and six, and then you build some journeymen or yep. you balance out your squad around that. My next position of priority would have been front row. Yeah. Whereas in the past it was probably hooker and lock. Yeah. Um, so front rows for me, yeah, they jumped. Look at the top four: Adam Fanor, Blake, James Fisher, Harris, Payne Haas. Mm. Um, and not only do they have one, but like a lot of those teams have two. You know, yeah. like. Flegler, what's the storm? What's the storm missing at the moment? Uh, well, yeah, it's Nelson was was obviously their their alpha, but because he comes off the bench, he's sort of sort of maybe looking for maybe more of a uh, a forward that can play the bigger minutes big like minutes, the other yeah. the, the well, other teams. Like if Kamakamitha has a big year, I think that is going to be defining for them. If sorry, if Bloor and Howarth step up in the way we know they can, and Kamakamitha has a big year. Then they can they can win the comp I reckon oh like as in they can I still would have the Broncos ahead or Panthers but they're closer than how funny is it they finished third last year and everyone thinks it's a disappointing year for them yeah they got, a, it's crazy that, that was a part of it too like when I looked at the teams and then you're like look at their core so their core when I was going so Pappy Pappy was in and so Pappy was hard to place very hard to place because you think about how good he was a couple of years ago but Pappy was around the seven or eight mark yeah Monster one uh, Jerome Hughes three. Um, Harry won, yeah. So, but then they the lock position uh, and the front row position. Like yeah. I had, even though I love Big Nasty, I had him further down than probably what a lot of people would have had him. Just because he he plays not as many minutes usually. Like yep. what usually averages around thirty to forty. Yep. And Josh King's a tearaway, but he's a typical Melbourne Storm player. Yeah, he's more of a front rower now. Anyway. Like if he, yeah, he is. It looks mm. like they're going to move him into the yeah. front row. And if he was playing anywhere else, he'd probably just be like. Just a good battler. Good, good, good battler. Yep. But he probably exceeded everyone's expectations days last year. So they, they dropped a few points. You can't fill every position. That's mm. this is why it's hard. Yeah. But yeah, front rows. What about your? Have you done your eight? Do yeah. You? I've, well, we've done our eight. But what, the way we do it is we give brackets. Yep. So we go one to four. Yep. Like or three to five. So brackets of four. How, um, did, how much did yours differ from mine? Uh. So basically, look the hardest. The hardest uh, one for me is the the one team that I'm really unsure about is Sharks and Knights. So basically my top eight, Penrith, Broncos, Storm, Roosters, Rabbitohs, Warriors, Cowboys, Sharks and Knights for me are the two sides, I think. They're the swing teams. That, that are battling away. But then you've got Eels, Titans could be a smoky with the great Desi Hasler. Um, you know, you've got even the dot. You know what I mean? Like, so Manly as well. Yeah. That's why I think that top 10... 10 to 11, I think is going to be crazy. Like, yeah. I put it this way, I think there is 11 teams, 11 to 12, I'll be generous, and then the rest, just there's a quite a gap between them in standard of, of roster. Yeah, I'd agree. I'd agree. Depending on, you know, it's only one trial, but the Dragons with a Flano mindset could be a team that I initially had in the bottom five mm. that I could see them just being a pain in the ass. Oh, man. is going to keep it super simple. Yeah. If they run the way that they did like that left edge if that if they just fire up and run into teams like they did in that trial i know it's only the tigers but um still a lot of question marks around you know, some of the bulldogs tigers they, they fight for the eight the first 10 or so rounds and then fall away fall away because of injuries fatigue all that kind of stuff but not fall right away where they're getting tailed up most likely but they'll still be an absolute pain in, like you'll be a penrith and you'll go down to you know wollongong and you'll win fucking 16-14 or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just the depth for me is the biggest concern. With, whereas all the top-tier sides are. You look at, for example, the Warriors' forward depth is 
insane. Like actually, like some of the young guns coming through, and then you look at the Broncos depth. So um, even guys like even teams like the Dolphins have pretty good depth in crazy depth. in crazy the depth. you know guys that probably won't play every week. Jared Wallace's like who they go with Jared Wallace, Mark Nichols, Ray Stone, Ray, the great Stone, Ray Stone, like all those sorts of players. So if you've got a solid twenty one or twenty two, yep. yeah, you're right. I think that's where some of those other teams may come come yep. undone, but. We'll see how it goes. It's we'll see how it goes. That's it. Done and doosted. Uh, make sure to grab a, a CBA shirt or grab a case of bloke beer. It's the beer of rugby league. Rugby league is back, guys. A beer for blokes to turn up for family mates and good times. Make sure to subscribe to Levels Podcast on Apple, on Spotify. Leave reviews, all that good stuff on YouTube as well. Uh, it's a great point of difference to bloke, guys. A really good podcast. Um, and, yeah. Thanks for joining us, big fella. Round zero, famous Brisbane Broncos, Manly Seagulls, Dubs, and uh, and then we'll flow into round one after that. Thanks for having me, brother. Sweet. Getting a love <laughs> nose beak thing. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming on, brother. Boom. Done. We'll go fuck ourselves. Thank you. <laughs>